Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. Hope your Monday's going better than the Pat Sunday was. Bottom line, just five weeks ago, Cam Newton was the best bargain in the NFL. This morning, people are saying, waking up, he's bargain basement. What has happened? The Pats have lost four games in a row for the first time in 18 years. Many people, Key, feel they've lost their way. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance in the inevitable with Cam might be coming sooner rather than later. First, how was the weekend? I know you love to start with that on a Monday. I was wondering if you are going to do right that. Into the sports. We always should start. <laughs> Even though this is a sports show. Yes, we should always okay. start with life. something that went on the day before and what we did. And, and, and then we dive into sports. Because our listeners love to stick around till we get there, right? I mean, that's what it was. We just watch football. Same thing we always do, right, on the weekend. Saturday college and fo- Sunday, right? Saturday, college football, and, and saw some interesting games. I thought Clemson was going to f- certainly drop that when they didn't. Um, you know, Oklahoma State, they stubbed their toe, much like I think a lot of us thought. I didn't want to see that anyway, right? It's just certain games, certain teams I don't want to see when it comes to the Final Four. It and Jay Will, yesterday's NFL action was – Quite uh, interesting, I must say, in several games. So that was pretty much the weekend. Yeah. Soccer. Went to kids' soccer on, on, Saturday, on Saturday morning. I didn't have to go to soccer because the young one was with me. So she stayed in. We just kind of watched cartoons. I don't think she understood anything was on the screen hmm. except colors, <laughs> which was fine for two and a half hours. Paw Patrol or whatever's <laughs> hey, going on. Hey, that's a good two and a half hour break. I don't even know what <laughs> – I don't even know the cartoons myself. It wasn't my traditional Tom and Jerry – Bugs Bunny, you know, it wasn't any of wasn't none the of that. ones back in the fifties. <laughs> Not those quite. cartoons. Fifties, <laughs> but then <laughs> Sunday, believe it or not, I almost quit. What? Quit what? This job, ESPN, everything to go back to California because I had to stand out in the mm-hmm. cold at nine o'clock in the morning for two hours, freezing to watch soccer. And it's not that bad yet. Know that. Man, it's not that bad. Man, yet. I had three things hold. I'm standing out there. Like, man, I don't know how I allowed them to talk me into this. God. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of that on Saturday. We went trick-or-treating. Uh, nobody in the neighborhood got my outfit. I was uh, people thought I was Hollywood from Top Gun because I had the whole Top Gun gear on, but I was actually David Chappelle. Nobody yeah, you didn't that. do a good job. No, well, I, I had some of the pieces, some of the attributes that showed you I was David Chappelle. Just not sure people in my neighborhood knew. Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's right. We set out candy too on the on the porch on the front steps for people to socially yeah. distant. Yeah. Well, we said we had two big things. Put the note on it. They yeah. can't make. Now, did the note say, "Please take one piece of candy"? Did the kid come my out daughter, and grab like two? My daughter, daughter wrote. My daughter wrote, "Please take one." And, and then I'm see, sure they was taking more. No. I wasn't monitoring it like that. <laughs> This is a question because this note. Did you guys give out whole candy bars? Are you that? Are it was you, a, it was a bunch of different stuff. Like, we, but I'm saying, are you giving like? Like full things like all star. It was was some full ones, but it was also some minis. It was just a bunch of different. Can't hide money, Zubin. Can't hide money if you're giving out whole bars. (laughs) And I will say. It's cheap. You get it from Target. How different was it? You know, this is the first year I've lived in New York City. I was at a restaurant on Halloween, and a lot of the people that live in and around New York City that don't have a backyard, that don't have a house, all that sort of stuff. Um, I was sitting in the restaurant, and the trick or treaters came into the restaurant for candy. And the restaurant was ready for them. Like, this has been a thing. It was just totally new to me because they didn't have neighbors to go to door to door. So they just go business to business. And the kids got their candy. See, Key and I would have taken it to the next level as kids. We would, I would have came up to your table and asked you for a tip. As <laughs> part of that. What? Or wait for him to leave the tip. 
<laughs> Zubin? <laughs> Zubin? <laughs> I'm just saying, as a kid, I would, you know, I'll talk about that during the break. You know, seven years is over with. Statue of limitations. Let's move along. Oh, gotcha. Lord. Pay by credit card. No way you can swipe the $5 <laughs> I put on the table. All right, back to Man, Cam. you know you've done that before. So I you know. talked about the weekend. The Big 12 uh, is done, and I think in some cases Cam might be done. Bill Belichick said, listen, all right, he's still our starter moving forward. For the Pats now, it's a long week, literally and figuratively. It's a long week because they don't play next week until Monday night football against the Jets. And frankly, it's going to be a long week because, I mean, they used to say when you sit there and watch film with Belichick, he would rip Tom Brady to shreds. I got no idea what he's going to do with Cam Newton. Well, I don't think he's going to do much with Cam. Cam didn't play god-awful. Cam helped him stay in the game. He didn't take him out of the game. I just think that they don't have enough. Like, who is – first of all, Jacoby Myers is there. He tried to do whatever he could do, not the law firm, the receiver. Right. And then when you (laughs) look at – Jacoby and Myers. Yeah, Jacoby and Myers. And then when you think about uh, Demaryius Bird, another – I mean, it's like, who am I throwing to? There's no Julian Edelman. Okay, you could clearly tell that Cam was trying to put the team on his back. Unfortunately, he got him in a position at the end of the game, but then he fumbled. And that's why it's on It is just like, oh, God, this is just – won't turn for him. It just will not turn for him. And look, the Pats, you know, we fell into this trap of Belichick is there. He'll figure it out. They started off pretty good at one and one Miami, Seattle, but the Seattle game was a, a win, so to speak, even though they didn't get the W on the board. It stopped was, on the goal line in the last play of the game. Stopped on the goal line, style points, all of those sort of things, and everything just kind of fell apart for him, right? I mean, it just – it started to, started to disintegrate, and now people are looking at Cam. Oh my God, this! But they're not they're not focused in on this. Players that opted out. There's no Julian Edelman. They've yet to ever fix the wide receiver position on the perimeter outside of a Julian Edelman or Gronkowski. They just continue to get that wrong. He traded for Randy Moss for a low bargain type situation. Moss kind of energized the outside receiver position for them. That was pretty much it. Outside of Moss, for many years, he's never given Tom Brady any credit. I mean, any any player, so to speak, to give him that type of credit. But when you look at the team now, it's like, well, for many years, Tom Brady kind of like seems like he was covering up for some of those deficiencies. And now that he's not there, we could kind of see everything face value. Like, where are the players that they drafted, Jay Will? Where are the players that they signed in the future to try and come up with some – sort of help for Cam Newton to make Cam into a better quarterback or even from a defensive standpoint, where are those guys at? Well, Bart Scott said that before where he questioned Bill Belichick's ability to draft and get the right talent around people. And people always respond by saying, well, he's won six Super Bowls and what are you talking about? Well, there's actually a – that's that's a pretty great point about talent surrounding your people with. I, I will say this. You, you said that things won't turn for Cam. Uh, things will turn for Cam – next week when they play the Jets. But I think it's time that we stop talking about Cam as an elite QB. When I talk about elite QBs, I see what Aaron Rodgers does to marginal wide receivers. He makes them look great. Cam is not throwing the ball well enough to make marginal players look great. That's all I'm saying. No doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers is thrown to Valdez, Scantling, and Alan Lazard, and even the most hardcore NFL fan probably had no idea who those two players were before they arrived on the scene with A-Rod. The official numbers, as Jay said, his arm, his official numbers were not great, 15 for 25 for 174 yards passing, but simply put, after the game, Cam not passing on accountability. 
Uh, it's unacceptable. I got to protect my boy. Does it impact you more because you guys were moving the ball at the end there because you did have a chance, obviously, on that last drive there? No, it affects me more that, you know, I still am, am jeopardizing this team's success because of my lackluster performances of protecting the football. So, Coach trusts me with the ball in my hands, and I wouldn't want it any other way, and I just got to do a better job of protecting it. What do you think about that? He's not elite anymore. Are, can we can we agree on that, Key? Is Cam Newton an elite quarterback? No, he's not an elite quarterback right now. No, no, he's not. That's not. Is he? Is he? That doesn't. That no. doesn't mean because he's not an elite quarterback that he should fumble on the ten yard line. He was pushing them in the right position. It just so happened the dude came from behind and punched the ball out. Cam should know better. That's the frustrating part is Cam should know better. When you get into traffic, put that ball away. It's on his right side. The ball should be in his left arm toward the sideline. He knows better. Zubin, all I'm saying over the last four years, his two best seasons in regard to yardage and passing TDs landed him in the company of Alex Smith and Mitch Trubisky. I'm not sure that's company you want to keep. That's what I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying just numbers. Sheer numbers and the eye tests tell you where he is right now. And the numbers for Key, this is Cam's 10th year in the league. you got to know better if you're a 10-year veteran what side of your body you need to be holding the football onto. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, who do you trust more to win in the playoffs? Lamar Jackson, who's yet to win a single playoff game, or Josh Allen, who's yet to win a single playoff game. Of course, both have been. Be a part of the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Still to come from the three-time MVP, Tom Brady, to the guy we just spoke about, the reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson. If we have to diagnose what's wrong with Cam... We also might have to ask, what in the world is wrong with Lamar in big spots in big games? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key wondering throughout his <laughs> illustrious career, what if he had a guy like Big Ben who's still making it happen, Key, in his 17th year in the NFL? How about that? Man, I had two cool dudes that was great to me, and I love them to death, both, but I only had them for like a year. Vinny for like a year, then Vinny again in the end for a year, and then I had Brad Johnson for like two years. I mean, like... Give me Brad his whole career. Give me Vinny his whole career. Like, put me in that position. Like, I'm so jealous that when I look at people that have had their quarterbacks for long, extended periods of time, 
you know, it's just like, man, I couldn't land. I couldn't. It, maybe it was me then. Maybe it was mm. just me that I was just so god awful that the good Lord mm. said, "No, we're not going to bless you with any quarterbacks." Mm. Well, we would say that for those of you too young enough to remember Vinny Testaverde, certainly worth looking up. And Brad Johnson was, of course, key Super Bowl winning quarterback in Tampa Bay. Ben Roethlisberger himself has won two Super Bowls. He said this offseason to much laughter, even though he's been in the league for nearly 17 years. And you see Rivers at the end. You see Eli retired, the guys he came in with. He said, I got multiple Super Bowls left. Absolutely. Multiple left. But you can look at being prior to his injury and you could tell he was still cool. Like when you look at Eli and you look at Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers has a little bit of a rebirth well, in Indy because it's you know Indy whatever it yeah. looks different because okay so they're winning and, yeah. and and but when you look at them, it's like nah that ain't gonna work. When you look at Big Ben, it's like ah oh, man he got another six or seven years of doing this. Six or seven that would take six him into seven. Brady territory. It, I'm telling you, you can look at him and tell. But as I, long as he's healthy, he's good. But Kia, at what level, though? Because, I mean, Big Ben hasn't But this looked, is the same level that he's always been at. This is the same. And he has It looks a little bit marginal. It doesn't no, look, man, he looked the same. I mean, if their you defense go back is to, winning games. If you go back to Big Ben when he first came into this league, don't look at the numbers. Just look at his style of play. All of it looks the same as it did yesterday. He makes plays, and he gets out of the way, and he, it just looks... It looks clunky, never smooth, but it's effective. Speaking of clunky and never smooth, you could make that argument when the Ravens go down double digits in the Lamar Jackson era. Incredible stat. They have never rallied from 10 down to be able to win. They came into yesterday's game with the 31st passing attack in the NFL, 20th in passing efficiency, and when Lamar needed to make one throw at the end of the game, granted it was batted down in the end zone, it ended the way it normally has for Lamar in big spots, just not being able to come up that huge. On the other side, Mike Tomlin, Steelers head coach, kind of summing up what his squad thinks about that other QB. You know, we got respect for him, but we don't fear him. Uh, and, and so... You know, we're not surprised by anything that transpires. How about that, Jay? If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm sitting there, I'm taking that one. I'm saying, okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Like, there was no need to even say that. I recognize that's Mike Tomlin's truth. But it's like you give another player ammunition, Key. Why are you looking at me sideways? No, I'm looking at the monitor. Oh, okay. We're not, as Mike Thomas said, man, we're not worried about that dude. We're not worried about him. But it was really funny to me. It's not like we're not worried I, about watching him that whole eventually game. He's gonna give us something to go the other way with. Watching that whole game in its entirety, I knew that Lamar Jackson threw a pick six to start the game. I knew he threw another interception that led to a drive at the beginning of the second half. But with as bad as Lamar Jackson played, the Ravens still could have won the game. Could have, would have, should have. I understand that's you, but, way, like, but that's but the I way I you're thinking though, Jay. When you when you are on that sideline and they're up. Eventually, he's going to do something. Just stay patient. That is going to help us out. That's the way the coaches are telling. That's the way Coach Tomlin has already sent that message to his team is don't panic. Just sit tight. If we get an opportunity to go up on them, he ain't coming back. I just, I mean, is the margin that great between the Steelers and the Ravens? Because I feel as for as bad as the Ravens played, I mean, they should have still won the game. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't walk away from saying that game last night saying, Pittsburgh is that much better than the Ravens. Wow. Like, it, to, to have that vote of confidence for Mike Tomlin to say something like that, that takes some, yeah, but I'm, takes but, some things that are hanging low. But, Jay, you know I'm, what looking, I mean? I'm looking at eight. 
I'm looking at number eight. Okay. That number eight is not number 12, a number 12 in Chicago. I mean, a number 12 in Green Bay or number 12 in Tampa. That's number eight. He can't beat us if we get up late in games pushing the ball down the field. We already know that. So our confidence is bubbling. All we got to do is stop him and get the ball, go down and score. It's a wrap. That is the way that Mike Tomlin has taught his team, talked to his team pregame and let them know through passing. Maybe he didn't even address the entire team. Maybe he only told one or two people. Like, if we stop that dude, man, we ain't worried about him. We ain't worried about Hollywood Brown. We're not worried about Snead. They're going to catch a few passes. But our mm. team is better than them because of that quarterback. I mean, you don't have to worry about Hollywood Brown anyway. He only got two targets for one reception. I mean, that's. I mean, he tweeted after the game. That's a problem. I'm just saying if you're the Ravens, you walk away, and that could be a bigger sign of things to come for this team, some internal issues. But, I mean, yes, a lot does fall on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson, but I'm not walking away from that game being like, oh, man, the Steelers beat us on this one. I'm like, we beat ourselves. You can't look at it that way. Oh, if you're, if you're the Ravens. You can't I, look at it that way, man. So if you're the Ravens, how should you look at it? Number eight. So we you, don't have you, a guy. You, you we don't make, have a guy in the saddle that can push the ball down the field when we need him to, when we fall behind to put us ahead late in games. We don't have that guy, and that's concrete. That's who exactly we Lamar Jackson is as of today. Okay, he was not that guy leading up to yesterday, and that's why Mike Tomlin could say what he said. Now, Lamar's the leading him. He's dynamic. When he put the takeoff, he run. All that's cute. It looks good. But one of the things that they say is make him throw the football. Make him throw it. We want, we dare you to. We dare you to. And that starts to seep in the heads and in the minds of the offensive coordinator as well as Lamar Jackson at, at times. I mean, ill-advised pick six. Another ball where he's holding it, the guy beats him uh, bats it out of his hand. Two things we should mention. The rematch, if you're wondering, as you kind of said, taking that comment about respecting but not fearing, Jay, they will meet again with the country watching in primetime on Thanksgiving night. So oh, they want to circle that, that one. Mm-hmm. They want to circle that where? one. In Pittsburgh? This one's going to be in Pittsburgh at 820 Eastern on Thanksgiving night. Houston, Detroit, Washington, Dallas, the other games. Yuck. Dr. Pepper, call in line. Which quarterback do you fear facing the most? I'm guessing if the fellas called in, Lamar Jackson would not be the first thing they say at 888-SAY-ESPN. <laughs> Tell us, who do you fear the most? 888-SAY-ESPN, Key J. I'm bored with Hollywood and Brown over here. <laughs> Still to come. Uh-huh. The trade deadline is tomorrow at 4 Eastern. And for the first time in almost 20 years, could the Pats actually be selling? We'll talk to our GM who was trading, selling, and acquiring for years. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Cam taking some accountability. Bill not taking away his starting job just yet. They'll have a little over a week, a week from today, to prepare for the Jets in the long week on Monday Night Football. And that could be truly rock bottom if they can't beat the NFL's only winless team in front of the country next Monday night. But instead of next Monday night, let's focus in on tomorrow, Tuesday, which is the NFL trade deadline, 4 p.m. Eastern, as we welcome in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN front office insider, Joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, brought to you by Shell V-Powered Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. I got to tell you here, Mike, um, you've been wheeling and dealing for years when you were in the NFL as a GM. So the biggest question right now surrounding the Pats after their fourth straight defeat, simply put, what should they do at quarterback if there is a move to be made? Yeah, I would hold serve if I was the Patriots. I actually thought they moved the ball relatively effectively given the conditions yesterday. And but for that last turnover by Cam Newton, they're either winning the game or tying the game. And to go on the road against a good Buffalo team, as undermanned as they've been with all the recent injuries, all the opt-outs, right now I think he gives them the best chance to win for the rest of the season. Mike, take the quarterback out of the equation. How should Coach Bill Belichick handle the 4 p.m. trade deadline tomorrow? You know, Key, there's a lot of rumors about Stephon Gilmore. He put his house on the market. That's the one name maybe to keep an eye on. I think he's been a little up and down this year. His tackling has been inconsistent. And one of the reasons he's been such a great player is Key. He could cover and he could tackle. If they could get a first-round pick, I think they would have to listen because he only has one year to go. But beyond that, maybe they can add a receiver. You know, a year ago they went out, they added Mohamed Sanu from the Atlanta Falcons, gave up a second-round pick. That didn't work out. But I would go to the Houston Texans. they got a number of receivers, Kenny Stills, William Fuller, maybe even Brandon Cooks, who they've had before. If they could add a receiver, we got to keep something in mind. There's going to be seven teams from each conference make the playoffs. They are not out of it. I know that's hard to believe, but we're only halfway through the season. And if Cam Newton can stay healthy, cut down on the turnovers, if the price was right, if I was New England, I would still consider adding a receiver. So funny, Mike, the best-kept secret ever in National Football League is when you put your house on the market during the season. That spells, I'm out of here. Hey, Mike, I want to ask you a quick question as it relates to Bill Belichick. Are, do you still have confidence in him as a, like a manager as well, like a guy to make operation decisions as far as surrounding you know, Cam yeah, with the right I, talent? Yeah, Jay Will, a- absolutely. And we can go back to his days in Cleveland. You know, th- Coach Belichick's made some very hard but unpopular decisions he benched a very popular Bernie Kosar two decades ago. He benched Drew Bledsoe when Drew Bledsoe just signed a massive extension with the Patriots. So I think he's beholden to what gives him the best chance to win. Look, they have some holes in the roster. He'd be the first one to tell you that. But you could say that they probably missed on Enkeel Harry, a recent first-round receiver. But beyond that, there's still a good nucleus there. And when you lose good players like Patrick Chung, Marcus Cannon, Dante Hightower, those are three really good stars to overcome 
and you're putting a new quarterback into the system. So, look, if anybody deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's Coach Belichick. And again, because seven teams make the playoffs, they're still realistically in the wild card hunt. The division's probably out of reach. But if anybody, again, deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's him. Mike, when you look at the game yesterday, Pittsburgh and the Ravens, how important has it been for the emergence of Chase Claypool to add to the Steelers' offense? Yeah, Key, absolutely. He is really uh, stepping up to be a bonafide number one. So if you have him and Smith-Schuster, you have Ebron at the tight end position who's hard to really defend in the red zone, that is a really good set of receivers. This Deontay Johnson's coming along, but I think Claypool has a really high ceiling because of his size and his speed. I'm not going to say he's DK Metcalf, but his trajectory is really good. And I was listening to you guys earlier. The only other thing I would add to the conversation about Lamar Jackson, he's only started 33 games. So in terms of where he is in his career, I still think we have to give him a grade of incomplete. I thought he fell a little bit short yesterday like a lot of others, but he's still young and he cares and he's smart and he's athletic and he's the reigning MVP. So in my mind, he still checks a lot of boxes, even though I was disappointed how we played yesterday. Someone who's only played in 33 games, they have a long way to go. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mike. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. What do you think about the Packers' <laughs> offense and that loss to the Vikings? Yeah, if you look at their pass distribution, it's really interesting. O- outside of Devontae Adams, no receiver was targeted. Uh, they only, only one catch for uh, receivers. They, a couple tight ends had catches, and Jabal Williams was active in the passing game. So, again, this goes back to what we talked about in April, which was – how can you uh, take a team to the championship game with Aaron Rodgers and not address what he needs, which everyone knows is another receiver? So, as I said earlier, I think the Houston Texans are going to be sellers. Kenny Stills, William Fuller, Brandon Cooks, all three of those players are explosive. And look, Alan Lazard, he's flashed a little bit. Valdez Scanley, he's flashed a little bit. Go get one of those receivers. Give yourself a chance to win because what we saw yesterday was once Minnesota – Look, Adams got his production, but nobody else was able to get theirs, and they were able to control the game. And when you can do that, and Aaron Rodgers is sitting there in the prime of his career, I think you owe it to him to give him the best chance to win. Mike Tannenbaum joining us on the Shell Pinsall Performance Line. Mike, what did you make of Tua's start yesterday against the Rams? I thought it was okay. You know, the biggest thing is he didn't lose the game. And the guy on the other side of the field, the first pick overall from two years ago, he did lose the game. So if I'm the Dolphins, we got him out there. He got the start. We got the win. Got to clean up some things. But I thought he processed information well. Got the ball out of his hands. He had the turnover early, which is going to happen against Aaron Donald. And I think the story that came out yesterday was that Miami Dolphin defense, they played very well. The Rams had no answer to that blitz package. So if I'm the Dolphins, I'm encouraged by where we're going as a team. And two is going to come along. And we got to remember, guys, again, that no preseason games. This would have been week three for him. So a uh, long way to go, but we got the win. Last thing for you, when Tua was in college with Trevor Lawrence, these two guys obviously went back and forth capturing the attention of the country. Trevor didn't throw a pass this particular weekend, as we all know, yet had more discussion about him than any QB in college or the NFL. What do you expect Trevor to do here after the season, considering what's going on with his health? Yeah, Zubin, he threw a bomb is what he did because he's going to have two bites of the apple, and here's why. When... The teams at the top of the draft, presumably the Jets, Jaguars, we know who they are, go through a coaching search, keep a close eye on Dabo Sweeney. A lot of people around the NFL feel at some point he wants to take one chance to go to the NFL. 
Maybe he does. If he does, now all of a sudden, let's say it's Jacksonville, and Jacksonville doesn't have the first pick, and Trevor Lawrence declares, and the team who has the first pick takes Trevor Lawrence. We could be looking at an Eli Manning scenario of a decade ago where Eli Manning is drafted by the then San Diego Chargers and ultimately traded to the New York Giants. And we all know that he'll get a massive deal from Nike or some other uh, you know, endorsement deal. He's going to be dealing from a position of strength. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens, A, with Dabo Sweeney and the coaching search, and B, if Trevor Lawrence isn't happy. You know, Trevor Lawrence is from Georgia. He may not just want to come to the North. He may want to say, hey, you know, a year from now, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Tampa, New Orleans, all these teams over the next two years are going to need a quarterback. I'm going to deal from a position of strength. Real quick, Mike, just forget about Justin Fields then, right? Let's just, just There's no other quarterbacks in college football at all. You hear me, Mike? Mike, you with us? I think he I, I lost what, No, yeah, I, say, I, I, I was I saying, do, I say, do we just forget about Justin Fields? There's no other quarterbacks in college football. It's only Trevor Lawrence, and that's it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great question. Here's my only question key about Justin Fields. When he was at the University of Georgia, Kirby Smart chose Jacob Fromm over him. I want to know why. Kirby Smart's a good quarter, uh, good coach. There is no way you could pick Fromm over Fields. I think Fields is a top three pick. I'd be ecstatic if I was Jacksonville, New York Jets, to get him as my quarterback moving forward. His accuracy has improved. He's big. He's strong. He's elusive. Um, I think they're going to dominate the Big Ten. I think it's them and then everybody else. So I think he is in the conversation key. I think there's a gap, though, between Lawrence and Fields. Okay. I just, you know, me and you, Mike, we could have a long history of evaluating quarterbacks. So I just, you know, just ask that question. That's all. It's good. It's a good conversation to have for the next few months. Yes, we'll get ready and answer that in April of 2021. We should mention, for those that aren't familiar, Justin Fields having trouble getting on the field at Georgia outside of packages but obviously uh, flourishing. Are you wonder, serious really? right now? Really? Like, Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Jacob Fr- Jake Fromm took them to the national championship game as a true freshman. Justin Fields could not do that. I'm maybe le- now. I, maybe I'm now. I'm going to leave it alone. Freshman. Hey. True zoom freshman in, to the national in. title. I'm, I'm not, with you. Okay. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not going to. It can't always be that key. I'm going to leave he it alone. He just could not get on the field and beat out a guy I, that's a backup for the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to leave it at alone. At that spot. I'm going to leave it alone. He went to Columbus and everything changed. Jacob Maybe Eason, Ryan. Jacob Eason was there too and couldn't beat him out, huh? Correct. I'm gonna leave it alone. A lot, a lot of a Jacob lot of time, Eason, five star. Anybody would have wanted him. I just say a lot of times things are situational, but it's um, it sometimes it's coaching too, and and and, and what's the right thing? So I, I, I'm with you there. And, and, and I'm with know, you there. And I don't know. He flourished I, I, under Ryan Day. And I don't know that Kirby Smart used Justin Fields the right way. Yeah, when you're that with good, you shouldn't be a gadget set. guy. You should yeah, be in I there just, going in. But they had a mano a mano competition, and who won it? I would rather, me personally, have Justin Fields as my quarterback if I was at Georgia. And I understand Georgia's been near Miskey, but what Fromm did for them, Justin Fields would have trouble doing that. If you just said, accomplish what Jake Fromm did, he would have trouble doing that. Okay. I'm, just, I'm not going to argue. Okay. Oh, I like your fight back this morning, Zubin. <laughs> I'm just saying, on the verge of a title, almost beat Alabama twice. I mean, I, most quarterbacks in the country they, are doing that. I think that. they beat Alabama if Justin Fields was at quarterback. That's just me, though. Okay. I'm just saying. I think one thing we can agree on, the transfer was the right decision. Oh, my God, yes. Because it has put Ohio State and Fields in great, great position to perhaps win the national championship and for him to get the Heisman. And, I mean, Chris Olave, big-time wide receivers. Master Teague, actually, the, the question I always had about Ohio State is their running game. Master Teague actually proved 
that the other against Penn State that they can actually run the ball and be powerful with it. I just I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> just me though. All right, that's just my opinion as well. Let's go from A to Z. From Broadway to Bourbon and everywhere in between. From A to Z. And a little MLB from A to Z. It's brought to you by Redbox, now available at Redbox, an edge of your seat action thriller that can't be missed. Rent Ava starring Jessica Chastain. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Jay, we'll start with your Yankees. Giancarlo Stanton opting in to the final seven years of his contract. That would be seven years and $218 million because Giancarlo realized what everybody else on planet Earth would do. There's no way any other team in the world would give me that sort of money. He's about 31 years old, and he is always banged up. Are the Yankees better or worse with this amount of money opting in? Look, with the postseason that he had, yes, I like him. Two seasons, him being, uh, you know, riddled with injuries. I think that's somewhat of a problem. But if you keep him healthy, yes. I think now that you go into payroll has to be less next season, $210 million luxury tax threshold. So you have to get rid of some other guys, but I like having Stanton on our team. Was there ever an option to not, right? I was like, even thinking about that, I'm like, oh, no. He can't really opt out. I don't think he would have garnered more money considering his contract. No, and also considering the fact there were no fans at games this year, there's really not a lot of owners that are going to say, let me pay $200 million for a guy that's always banged up. Jay did say he did great. Uh, postseason hit 308. The overall value of the deal, Keith, you remember when he was with the Marlins, 13 years, $325 million. You can say whatever you want about Jeter. (laughs) Jeter unloaded that. Jeter gets some credit for that. They're always banging Jeter for everything. But getting rid of that contract was one of the best things. And they made it to the playoffs this year, He did. Absolutely. For the first time since 2003. College football. Clemson rallies to beat Boston College. You're watching this game Saturday on your local ABC station. It's 28-10 Boston College. It's a 15-point lead for the Eagles at the Bray. But Uyangalale comes in, plays well. Trevor Lawrence, though, will not play in the biggest game the ACC, I think, has had in about five years. Clemson at Notre Dame, Saturday under the lights in South Bend. Dabo making the news official yesterday. Trevor will not be able to play. Just want to go ahead and get that out there. You know, he's doing great. You know, he Zoomed with the team last night, talked to him this morning. He's, he, he feels like he could play today. So he's, he's doing well. But obviously, we have there's a protocol in place, and so it's, he will be out. One thing I want to quickly mention: Uyangalale grew up his favorite player growing up, USC's Reggie Bush. Oh, this is USC's ah! Johnson. <laughs> and by the way, this is the biggest game in South Bend since the Bush push. The Bush push. So think about it; it all comes full circle. All right, Key. With how good Justin Fields or Jake Fromm? No, with how good Justin Fields is playing. Will Trevor Lawrence missing last week's game and obviously this week's game, could that put Fields in pole position for the Heisman? By the way, Fields this year, seven touchdowns, seven incompletions. Think about that for a second. Yeah. I, I, look, <laughs> Think about if, that if, for a if, second. If he continues on that, we've only seen him play two games, right? Right. And if, if Trevor Lawrence is missing game after game after game, at some point he's only going to be able to play a number of games. And Justin Fields' number of games is probably topped at, what, eight, nine? I don't know exactly the number. But nine if they play a Big Ten Yeah, title nine. Game. So you figure nine games, and, and Trevor Lawrence is probably going to play eight or nine games in the ACC schedule. And you look at the numbers, you look at the comparisons, and you look at what that team is doing for – or that player is doing for his team, Justin Fields is in the mix. That's why I always say about these sort of things, whether it's the Heisman, whether it's draft picks – we got a long ways to go before we start declaring, oh, he's winning the Heisman. He's, I mean, this is before the Big Ten even started, right? And, and then all of a sudden, what if somebody out in the 
Pac-12 country go nuts for those little eight games that they're going to play. Just go bonkers. All right? and, and, and now are we giving a trophy to Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, even though somebody out west done went just bonkers? Like, so you got to let it play out before we start declaring someone the winner way beforehand. I, the only thing that factors into this is, is COVID, realistically. I mean, look, Justin Fields and his numbers are incredible, but we don't know what's going to happen in the Big Ten. I mean, we don't, we don't look what's happened with Wisconsin. I, I mean, they're missing games and missing a lot of players. Still so much football left to be played. So I, much. Justin Fields is second, though, right now compared to Trevor Lawrence being first. That's I, Just because yeah. Trevor Lawrence has a head start. And yeah, just to give you the, just a little bit of a head start. Yes, plenty of time to go to give you a little bit of an update on what's going on in Wisconsin. When we last convened here Friday, they had about you know a dozen positive tests. Now it's up to 22. Exactly. 22, and they're going to make a decision on their game against Purdue. They're scheduled to play Purdue on Saturday. They're going to try to make that decision tomorrow. Jay shaking his head. I would agree with you. It seems unlikely in any way, shape, form that they could play that game. And that's the one team. That's one team. Who knows what happens moving forward? Yes, indeed. Here's one more team in the Big Ten I want to talk about. Not Ohio State, not Wisconsin. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight up, the most head-scratching decision in the Big Ten on Saturday was Mel Tucker and Michigan State coming off a seven-turnover performance, losing to Rutgers, traditionally one of the worst teams in all of college football. Congratulations, Zubin. Thank you. Stunning (laughs) Michigan for his first career win dropping Jim Harbaugh even further down, 67 games into his tenure. Some people think this is the worst loss they have had, considering where little brother, quote-unquote, Michigan State is. Shout-out to Mike Hart if you're listening. Here's Harbaugh after the game on the debacle against the Spartans. We would be in rhythm, and then we wouldn't. Or we wouldn't be in rhythm, and then we'd get it. And it just uh, it didn't, uh, you know, didn't finish you know, the drives as... Uh, and be in rhythm throughout the drive uh, like we wanted to. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. As I mentioned, Key, this is 67 games into Harbaugh's tenure. This is his sixth year on the job, and people are saying on Saturday it was the worst performance of the Harbaugh era. Is that acceptable? I'm not a Michigan guy, but I would think for those that are Michigan guys, the, the, the Charles Woodsons and the Amani Toomers, guys that I know, they certainly would look at this as this is not working out. Uh, Braylon Edwards, it's just not working out. And it's okay. I mean, yes, he went to Michigan and he's beloved by the Michigan faithful and all of those sort of things. But sometimes you have to think with your head and not with your heart. And I think uh, when you look at this situation, if you're okay with never beating Ohio State and always going to the Citrus Bowl or something like that, then Outback Bowls, they do a lot of Outback Bowls, Michigan, if you're okay with that, I'm fine with it. I'm not, you know, I personally feel and believe that he's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach because he may wear you out after five, four, five seasons because of his personality. At least that's what we saw when he was with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean the second time around. Now, remember, he's only been a head coach in the National Football League for one organization, mm-hmm. and that was the 49ers. So this notion that he wears you out. All the time, he only that only happened in San Francisco. We don't know if it'll happen a second time around. I just think he's a better equipped style mentality for the NFL because when you go into coaching in college, you gotta almost be like a, a, a guy that is looking out for the kids' best interest and all sorts of positive outlooks on things. And father I don't necessarily, figure. yeah, father figure. And I don't necessarily think that people. Recruits, even though he gets some top dudes, once they're in there, they realize you're all lies. 
and that's kind of been wow. the, that's kind of been the recruiting situation All at lots. Michigan. They don't look at look up how many guys he's recruited that finished with him at Michigan throughout those four years that they signed up for. They leave, they transfer out, they just do, and and a lot of it is because his style. But I think he'll be a hell of a coach in the NFL, man. It'll be interesting to see what happens this upcoming year because his last year of his deal, he's he's owed close to around $10 million. That would be the buyout for Michigan. Yeah, if if they, did, if, they did choose to move on from him, $10 million buyout. If I'm the Jets, for instance, that'll be looking for a new coach or anybody else that's out there no. looking for a new coach, I'll pay you're that. You're bringing him on board if you're the Jets? I ain't got no problem. None. No. I we're, like him as a pro coach. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The Eagles lose the turnover battle and win. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.